Join the big show Thursday from 3 to 6 of the Warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. That's the Warehouse. All right, we're getting a lot of uh, we're getting a lot of people on Twitter here talking about the uh, the Pac-12, the money, Tucker getting hired away by Michigan State for double the cash. How big a problem is this going to be in the long run? And uh, at highlights, Ute bark bark hoo ha says, hey, coaches getting hired away by other conferences, overpaying sub five hundred coaches is not a sign of the Pac-12 falling behind. Yeah, you're Ute, and you don't want to admit it. <laughs> will so okay a little bit of that, but a lot of will of that. the Pac-12 uh, have less money, but be saved from itself by other schools spending mo- money poorly, well, or is it too much no. to hope for that everybody right, will spend the money poorly? Who cares if if you got six schools and three of them spend money poorly? You still the got, other the yeah. other three spend it right, and you're only getting one into the playoff. Anyway. Yeah, so no, it seems excessive. For Mel Tucker to get five and a half mil. But as long as Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State all pay top money, even if two of them screw it up, there'll be two good teams at the top I mean, of the Big Ten East. suck to screw it up at Ohio State. You, you just have to suck. Well, I mean, isn't he's this, got too much going for it. Isn't this what we see with money in baseball? That there are teams with a lot of money, and they spend it poorly? Well, I think but basketball, too. But there's somebody else... Right, in basketball with the soft cap, there's less wiggle room, but there's some. And they, some spend it, but enough spend it well, and the top team is in the top five or six in Who was it? What did we see last year? Otto Porter was making $25 million. <laughs> I mean, come was, on. Yeah, I know, right? So, so the Wizards are screwed. Yeah, so he's, he's not on another team anymore, right? Uh, who, now, whoever decided That's where to pay, he was when we looked at it. Yeah. Yeah. But because because it was possibility of the, the Jazz acquiring him, and we looked at it last year for twenty five million dollars. And I can remember actually when Conley got that money, I thought he's not worth that. I'm looking at the salaries for the NBA right now: Portland's one, Miami's two, Oklahoma City's three, Orlando four, and Minnesota five. It's from Hoops Hype in USA Today. Their list. So the Pac-12 is falling behind. And it's continuing to fall behind. And I don't know that money is the be-all, but it sure goes a long way. And it's not a big slap in the face. It's more like a little flick on the end of your nose. It's not going to be just just all of a sudden this avalanche is just going to bury you. It's just where is this going little by little. That's the problem. And they're holding out, as we had Greg Hansen on, who writes for two, the Tucson Papers. 2024, baby. Yeah. Circle it. And, and, you know, they're talking. And I did. He, he mentioned that Michael Crow, when he said last week, that was on, I told you, Hatch, Ryan Hatch's station down in Phoenix. They have what they call the Newsmaker Week. And they bring in the, the GMs, the owners. Right. Obviously, they brought in the university president. <clears throat> right. They'll bring in Herm Edwards. Who's, the they've got governor. a Pac-12 council, so he's of the 12 university presidents. He's one of the more powerful well, ones in terms of athletics. he was the guy who spearheaded it. He's 64 years old. He's been there a long time. And, and he thinks the Pac-12 is going to hit a home well, run he, financially he in 24. He is a Scott supporter, mm-hmm. so Scott is telling him this, right? And he's buying it and repeating it. Whether it remains to be seen, it remains to be seen. I don't know, but they're thinking, you know, because they've got a sole ownership of the conference network, then they can distribute it out to these forms that didn't exist. Right. There, there's a lot of hope. It makes sense on paper whether it comes to pass or not. Whether I Facebook can't say that. or Amazon or Netflix or Google is going to write a massive check. Twitter? Who knows? Right. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I told you one time I watched a Zach Brown concert on Twitter, and so on my computer, mm-hmm. plugged the computer into my stereo system. How'd it sound? Way better than just a computer, <laughs> sure. right? Yeah, a little speaker. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I wasn't there, but it was live. They were streaming it. I watched. I watched the whole thing. And it was a Saturday night. And so it was cool. I, I stumbled upon it, too. I didn't know it was coming. Right. I stumbled upon it. And I thought, hey, I can plug this and blah, blah, blah. And so, obviously, there's all sorts of stuff out there, and they're hoping to cash in. The fact is, they need to cash in, whether they can or not. And you fans, I get it, man. I'm in love that you're in the Pac-12, too. But you have to admit what's out there. And what's out there is alarming when you're losing coordinators. The Devils just lost a coordinator to Syracuse. And obviously, two coaches, head coaches, left to go to the SEC and Big Ten. Those are issues. They're not even going to try to be in the same ballpark salary-wise. And can you win? Once You start getting the perception out there, can you win? And if people start saying, no, you can't, the Mel Tuckers of the world start saying, no, you can't, then it becomes a problem. So all of this be offset by expanding the playoffs to six or eight teams and the Pac-12 champ is always in. And then there's a certain amount of, hey, my path over here is easier. There's three good teams instead of going over here where there's six good teams in the SEC. Um, I mean, why would anyone take the Arkansas job at this point? That just seems like you're beating your head against Because they're paying the wall. you a lot of money. Yeah. But you're stuck in the SEC West. Okay, why would anybody take whatever job then? I mean, there's only like 10 jobs then if you're going to go with that attitude. So in, so in the Pac-12, <laughs> why would you take anything other than USC, Oregon, and Washington? If you want that built attitude. In, built-in advantages. Yeah, and I would question and whether it, Washington really has that much built-in advantage. They're a fine program, but one too but long on ago, they were 0-12. On a second tier from USC. So I, I wouldn't put Doug Washington James in there. James ain't walking through that door. There's, there's money well, in Seattle. Oh, he's dead, so there's, I don't think he's walking okay. anywhere. There's money in there's Seattle money to everywhere. Yeah, but I don't think that this Amazon dude is interested in pumping in money to... To college. Yeah, maybe he will. But he just bought a like a, th- a $135 million house in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Not in Pump Seattle. That money into UCLA. Yeah. So I don't know what his background is. Doesn't want to deal with the rain. A lot of those guys didn't even go to college because they were geniuses. Yeah. When they, they hit it big and they didn't blew, need it like right you and me. Yeah. And so I don't know that. But, I mean, Washington's a fine program. I'm not discount, discounting that. I just don't think they have major advantages over of most of the teams. They should have no more. They, I don't think they do. And, and they will see now. They've had a coaching change. Chris Peterson, I said at the time, of when they were making all those coaching changes, I said Chris Peterson was the best. And I think he proved that. Well, now he's out the door. So what does Jimmy Lake do? I don't know. You know well, it remains to be seen. Who knows? Uh, so I think it's important for these teams to try to close that money gap. And can they do it in uh, a two, three, four years when it's the negotiation thing because the other guys are just going to get more. They're not going to get less. And expanding the playoff, at this point, yeah, rather than have this dog and pony show, although it just generates all sorts of publicity for them. It does. uh, There's no doubt about that. And and you got to say this year, and it's just a one-year sample, but this year there were legitimately three teams that were way better than everybody else. Yeah, and ESPN, what they do, they put it between games of two marquee college basketball games, the first poll. Uh-huh. So, I mean, they're selling it. They're all, yep. It's all 
a big money grab. But if they have an automatic bid and then you get in and then get beat, it's like, oh, well, and then they're going to say, yeah, but they got beat in the first round. They're always going to find ways to knock you. Yep. So just getting in isn't going to do good enough. And in my mind, just winning once doesn't seem like that's the panacea that solves everything either. The money gap will just create issues over and over and over again. It's like, I remember Steve Young said it years ago when the BYU went independent. You could sustain it for a maybe while. year to year. Right. But, but over a 10 a year decade, period, yeah. And then over the next decade right. after that, right. it just adds up. So from 2025 to 2026, it might not that be a big deal. Right. But from 2020 to 2035, it's a big deal. But it doesn't feel like the. For all the money they've got, is the ACC going to run away from the Pac-12, or it's just Clemson? That's all you need. I mean, Clemson and Alabama, those two are taking up half the playoff bids. I understand. Yeah. I understand. But but so But if you don't have one of those beasts in your conference. Yeah, and, and, and if we would have if we would have had the system like this twenty years ago, it would have been Florida. Or Florida State, I mean. Uh, <clears throat> but so, USC was going then. So the Pac twelve wouldn't have been left out. Pac ten in that era, but Fine. USC yeah. and Florida State would have been scarfing up bids. But at the same time, the Michigan State coach wasn't making double what the USC coach makes. Now he is. Good times, good times. Because whoever they hire at SC, so, if Clay Hilton doesn't make it, I doubt he's going to be getting six, seven million dollars a year right off the bat. You wouldn't think so, unless they have to buy someone expensive out of the NFL. Yeah, you have I, to have serious McVay or, or you have Shanahan to have serious leverage to get that money. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I don't see it. You've you've got to be aware. Chris Hill all of a sudden the fundraising and all that stuff was then it's, it's one of the most important, not the most important thing that you have. Yeah. So that's I wonder for Utah, have they have they reached the ceiling? I think it's a legitimate question. It's a great place to be, being in contention and being in the conference title game. You know, it ended sourly the last couple of years, but the ride along the way was was outstanding. Are you going to have a six-year run where you average more than nine wins per year? That's what the last six years have been. Nine wins per uh, year. I think six they bowl can. games, two trips to the conference title game, but no conference. But the last two years is this their ceiling? You're sending nine guys to the combine. Are you going to send twelve at some point? It doesn't seem like it, does it? Yeah, that's outrageous if you do. Yeah. Unless you, you beat the odds because you figured some stuff out and you have a coaching tree and Kyle can hand the baton off and they can keep going. Yeah, but keep going is not keep going higher. Keep going true, is... true. Keep going at nine wins. Yeah. Six yes, I think they can do that. And a couple of... And then, you know, occasionally you'll have an injury titles. ravage season or what have you. Sure. But they had one in there. O- overall. But they had the seven-win season offset by an 11-win season. And yeah, that was a, that was a rebuilding year. Uh, but I I wonder in my mind, and I could obviously I could be very wrong. I'm wondering if Utah has tapped out. Can it go higher than it is? Just speaking football, obviously right. basketball can get way better. But speaking football, can it be better? Maybe on an individual season, but collectively, I'd say this is about as high as you can go. So when people. If that proves to be true, and so that everyone realizes it, does 
does this drive the attendance or is it the hope that there's more driving attendance? And when people realize there isn't, does attendance drop off here like it's dropped off at UCLA, Arizona, Stanford on down the line? No. I think we're a different breed here. Uh, tons of families that want to go to the games and it's that I mean they it's it is a day activity. It's not a football game. It's a day activity. And as long as it's USC and UCLA coming in and it's Oregon and ASU coming in, people it, can get fired up for that. It's fun. Yeah. Because that's what I thought with basketball. I could have never imagined that the attendance would drop this low. But it yeah, has. But that's not Things a day, change. It's not a family activity. It isn't it's not a day-long day. thing. Yeah. It isn't a day-long thing. It is. A, it can be a family activity. Well, it is. It's a family activity, but not to the level. You don't go and have a barbecue beforehand right. and, and then go out to eat afterward, depending on what time the game is. No, but it is mm. something you can take the kids to. And afford six seats. Yeah, yeah. You know, and go with the family. Just like a movie or jazz game or whatever. It's a two and a half hour. Well, I think I think sometimes with college football and jazz. Now, not the jazz upper bowl. They still have some tickets priced where families can get in, but it's not. You're just not going to take the whole family. Well, yeah, but that's a that's a different story there. Yeah. Because but here you've only got six games. Right. So. And I know plenty of families where they have two seats and. You know, everybody doesn't go all the time. Right. But it's a family thing, you know, and the kid looks forward to, hey, these are a couple games I go to this year. Or what they have is they have seats here, seats over there that aren't as good, yeah. but you're all together right. in the I pregame. Do know, I do know somebody who's got that. You're right. And so you're, and then so you separate at game time, and right. but the whole three, four hours leading still, up to right. it. You're still tailgating. I mean, a game together. that starts at three o'clock, people are getting up there at eight, nine o'clock in the morning. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that stuff yeah, that's is they built hate. in. They hate the, and I've actually heard them complain. They hate those noon kickoffs because you're going to tailgate. You know, right, it's like, right. What are we going to do? Breakfast? I got to be cooking pancakes at seven thirty in the morning. It's not yeah, as fun. No, it's not. Right. No, you they want, really you eat meat. They really like the uh, the and barbecued beans. The and, five or six o'clock kickoff is the of favorite. course. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I get it. It's it, it adds into it. But uh, to get those kickoffs, I really think you need to be, like you say, that first or second in the division, nationally ranked, playing those big games. Because otherwise, they don't want you in those time slots. I think as long as Kyle is there and his tree is there, it's going to be just fine it's, as far as attendance. Mm-hmm. Tennis is going to grow. It, as Greg Hansen said, there's a demand. People want to be there. It's still a lot of fun to go. And you... You're, you're going – I don't foresee – it's going to happen, but I don't foresee Utah having consistently a losing season. They're going to maybe have a 6-6 a six and six or a 5-7 and seven mixed in there. You've got to play somewhere, a sophomore quarterback and you send a bunch of guys line. to the NFL. Somewhere along the line. But What about this coming season? I think it'll be fine. I don't, I don't think they'll – Graduating quarterback, running back, left tackle, and the vast majority of the defense off to the NFL. Yeah, but, but then you see this the, screams rebuilding. Doesn't okay, it? It, to the level of where you were, yes. But the great thing about it is the bat, bottom half of the, the Pac-12 sucks. Yeah, because of the conference. See, <laughs> yeah. so there's there's a silver lining. Colorado, that, Arizona, yeah. there's a cushion, baby. Right, that the conference because they're falling behind. That means, and they made bad hires. That means you have easy wins. And they probably would have got those wins anyway this year. But they had a slew of easy wins. They did. They dominated a bunch of people. Just <laughs> dominated. Yes. And so... A lot of games over in the third quarter. When you're playing 
three teams that you usually beat in the non-conference, you're rolling in there three and zero. You're halfway to a, a 500 season. Yep. So all you got to do is go three and six, and you'll play in some goofy bowl game. Well, the way they're set up now is, I think low point would be seven and five. We will get to that at a future time. Right now, we're going to take a break. When we come back, get you up to speed on everything we've been talking about today. Aggies are playing tonight. A couple of NBA teams making moves. We'll tell you all about that next. Stay with us. And now, attention. Top of the Wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving out indefinitely as he continues to deal with pain in his right shoulder. He missed 26 games earlier this season. He's expected to see a specialist week to determine the best course of action. Pistons guard Reggie Jackson reaches a buyout agreement in Detroit, expected to sign with the Clippers after he clears waivers. And the Cleveland Cavaliers say J.B. Bickerstaff will take over for the rest of the season as they part ways with John Bielan after just 54 games. College hoops tonight. Utah State faces Wyoming in the spectrum. 7 o'clock pregame at 6 30. Former Carolina Panthers star tight end Greg Olson agrees to a one-year $7 million deal with the Seahawks to continue his career. There's been speculation that he might be on TV as an analyst, but he's going to be playing in Seattle. Top of the Wire brought to you by Action Plumbing. Call Action Plumbing to get your winter furnace tune-up and safety check for $33 by calling Action Plumbing. 801-833-3333 or go to actionplumbing.net. It's a win ticket Wednesday on the Zone Sports Network. It's a win ticket Wednesday right here. Win. Listen all day for the win ticket Wednesday sounder for your chance to win tickets. What? Who authorized that? To all the biggest concerts, games, and other great events here in the state of Utah. It's a win ticket Wednesday right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. I feel like every single guy over there needs a beating. You know, it's, it's wrong. They're messing with people's careers. You know, I know we're all competitive and we're all we're out there competing, but there's right ways to do it and wrong ways to do it. And uh, I 100% disagree with the way they did it. Nick Markakis adding his voice to a long list of people who are upset with the Astros. Every single guy over there needs a beating. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to come out today and say something like along those lines? Aaron Judge, later in the day, they didn't earn it. LeBron James, thus saith LeBron. Listen here, baseball commissioner. Listen to your players speaking today and about how disgusted, mad, hurt, broken, et cetera, et cetera, about this. Literally, the ball is in your court, or should I say field, and you need to fix this for the sake of sports. Okay, what does LeBron want Rob Manford to do? What, what can he do? At this point, after he's already promised him immunity, take away the title. That's it. That's symbolic. I get it, but he's promised him immunity now. Is he going to double back and uh, fine and suspend them? He promised uh-huh. him immunity. I don't uh-huh. think he is. I was just kidding. You're right. out 10 games. Oh, and here comes the NFL <laughs> or the uh, Major League Baseball Players Association <laughs> filing grievances left and right. What does the word immunity mean to you, Mr. Commissioner? I don't see how he can do that now. That That... That card can't be played. Well, it does reek a little bit that multiple executives, field level and front office level, lose jobs. Yes. 
So we got the, three managers out. And the other thing that, that, and maybe this only bugs me, but there were other teams supposed to be doing it. Now, I think we all assume the Red Sox were doing it. Baseball hasn't said that yet. I think they're going to at some point. But there were more than just those two teams. Well, who were they? The Astros are out here taking a beating, which they earned. Yeah, but, but over here, we got teams getting matter. away with it. it well, I matter. don't know that they didn't win. I mean, the Sox won in 18, well, but who won in 2016? Did they get away with it? Did somebody win but not win at all? Okay, but did somebody who lose also do it? It's not just you won. <laughs> now, see, I have heard the argument, well, everybody's doing it. Well, the Detroit Tigers didn't even score 600 runs, so I hope they weren't doing it. They were dead last in run score. Well, they knew the signs. They just weren't good enough to do anything about it. They were really that pathetic. Yeah. It's just so awful. I don't know that you're going to have this comprehensive investigation. I don't think you are. It's like guys got away with doing steroids, but they weren't hitting the 60 homers. And, you know, they hit 22 homers instead of seven. And they were in the majors instead of AAA thanks to steroids. And they got away with it. And so those guys, they they got away with it. You know, in a way. If I'm a fan of the Astros, I appreciate my guys doing everything possible. Literally. Talk to a Red Sox fan that says, ah, they're all doing it. Yeah, they're trying the to get Sox an edge. He it's 100% defended them. Because they won. Yeah. And everybody in the Bay Area defended Barry Bonds. Yep. Yep. And now we got guys on our Facebook and whatnot, Twitter, coming at us. No, the Pac-12 isn't that bad because they're Utah fans. And then we got the BYU fans. The Pac-12's a joke. (laughs) We get in? Yes, it's the greatest thing ever! (laughs) It's all what you're trying to accomplish. What is your own personal agenda? There's not a soul on this planet who doesn't have a personal agenda. So, Houston was third in run scores and Boston was fourth. Who can I circumstantially convict? Wherever you want. The Yankees and the Twins were one-two. You slapped... Albert Pujols is a steroid user. I did. And he has gone to great lengths to say no way. Yep. And you've penalized him. Hey, well, yeah, I get Albert. Penalized him. I haven't penalized him. You, his reputation, you I have. I judged him, but I haven't penalized him. Oh, whatever. I mean, that's we're splitting hairs. Whatever. Okay, <laughs> you, you penalized him. You didn't judge him, or you judged him. You didn't. I don't even know which one you said. What difference does it make? You've certainly scoffed at his career accomplishments, which obviously are first ballot Hall of Fame worthy. But yet you pronounce Ken Griffey Jr. as completely clean. How do you know? Leave the kid alone. <laughs> well, I just named him as someone who was obviously a first balloter and yeah. was a great player. Who has who has largely escaped the steroid thing. Yeah. So what's going to happen with the commissioner now? Because that press conference was routinely uh, shouted down. He did come out and uh, basically apologize, and he just he blew it. It was disrespectful, he said, to refer as the World Championship Trophy, the commissioner's trophy, as a piece of metal. Is he going to survive all of this, or in a year or two we can have a new commissioner? Damaged goods. Thanks for taking all the heat. Move along. Get somebody else out here to front the sport. Oh, what, because he's misspoke on one thing? This guy's in a tough spot. Commissioners are in tough spots because you're employed by people you're supposed to discipline. So as long as the revenue keeps going up for the owners, that's their real job. Be the CEO of baseball. I would agree with that. Not yeah. so much this impartial arbiter, which is what the first baseball commissioner was supposed to be 100 years ago, but that was 100 years ago. Yeah. And I think across the board, make these people, make these wealthy people wealthier. Yep. And then we're good. 
All right, NBA, uh, Kyrie Irving out. This is just the start of tanking, isn't it? This is where everyone shot. I mean, they are a playoff team right now. They're seventh in the East, but they're under 500. They're not going to last very long. So just shut him down. I don't know, because to him, when you got Kevin Durant coming back, they're not looking to grow. Kevin Durant is, how old is he now? You know? They're looking to win, and some rookie who you're going to get with a fifth pick going to help you. This is they say this is a big time weak draft. Yeah, and they probably wouldn't get to the fifth pick anyway. Durant's thirty one. I now, just made so, that up. Whatever. Yeah, there's a there's a um, yeah where they're sitting right now. I mean, maybe they could get ten or twelve, and so do you flip that and put that in a package though to go get another veteran role player? No, not if you have. The tenth or eleventh pick isn't very good. Or Kyrie Irving's going to have long term issues with injuries and shoulder problems. Is never going to be right. Always getting hit. Well, on it. I think that the I don't know that they're tanking with that, but I think the thing with Irving is absolutely get him right. And if he needs to sit out the next three or four months, so be it. Because you aren't doing anything, and you knew that once you signed these guys that this year was a throwaway season, and you're waiting for a prolific score to come back and be healthy after a year off and. That yeah. changes everything. I mean, the Nets are going to be a team people are talking yeah. about next season. And Durant th- turns 32 in September. So the window is there, but not for long. Right. At, at that level. And, and depending on how he comes back, obviously he's come back from an Achilles too, so that's a whole wild card in the equation. Reggie Jackson to the Clippers. You fear the Clippers now? I've always feared them. Yeah. I don't know what Reggie can add. We'll have to see. Uh, he's a decent player. Yeah. Are they going to tank enough games down the stretch to finish fourth? Are they really going to line this up? It's not how I would run it. I don't even think it's how you would run it. But I just look at them and I'm thinking, they don't fear the Lakers. And they're sitting there thinking, yeah, we'll just sit at home for two weeks and play these guys. Has anybody told you that anybody fears the Lakers? No. I think looking at the way they've played them the first times and the way they're, they've started managing guys in this first 50 games so, so this season. So they lost to the Jazz when they had their guys. Should they fear the Jazz? So if they get to fourth, you better hope the Jazz aren't fifth. I mean, once you start doing that, where does it end? I think you you do what you if you're in that position. I don't think that you're looking to negotiate a matchup. You're looking to set yourselves up the best you believe is the right way to do it. And whatever happens after that, as far as the format, so they're going to rest their guys because they want to rest their guys, and then they don't care if they're two, three, or four. Right, they're looking to have their full capacity on April seventeenth. Well, that's whenever. I mean, that does need starts. to be your first thing. There's nothing yeah. better than being healthy in the playoffs. And if you're not healthy, it doesn't matter how good you are, where you're seated, direct. Right, and so if they were to lose to the Lakers in the first or second or third round, it would be a disappointment no matter what. Yes, they're thinking championship. So yeah, Kawhi's got two, and then he's gonna. You start getting three. He's in the legendary status. Absolutely, birds at three. Yeah. Now you just start. Every time you get one, now you just compare yourself to other guys at that level. Because he's still the guy on that team. His numbers are awesome. He's like twenty-seven, seven and five. I mean, this guy's an unbelievable player. Absolutely. So uh, basically, it's like, okay, Kawhi, here's what we think. What do you? What think? do you think? And can we merge those two together? And if Kawhi's smart, which I assume he is, he's going to listen to what those guys who study it, because I don't think he's studying it all that much, 
listen to what they're saying because they're studying it and then you create a plan that and I'm sure they've already done this to a large degree and they already know what the plan is and so then you go in there it's not play the Lakers avoid this team that team no because if they have their full capacity they're capable of winning it all Aggies are playing Wyoming that ought to be a Wyoming's not incapable of winning it. <laughs> Wyoming isn't capable of winning much. Bill Ratliff is not walking through that door. 6-20 and 20 on the year. 1-13 in conference. What the heck happened to Wyoming? Yeah, that's too bad. Because in, in my day, when I was going to Arena Auditorium, the double-A, they call it. The double-A. Which was patterned after the Huntsman Center. It looks exactly like it. It does. Like it. You can tell it on TV, yeah. Uh, that they were very good. And they're not very good right now. And that sort of stinks for them. But for the Aggies... You know, an at-large bid is realistic. And uh, the way to do it is to win out and to lose to San Diego State in the final. That might get you in. I think you watch it, all the bubble teams around you I, struggle. I think it does. Right, but that you still point, have to qualify it with, I think, because you don't know how many upsets no, are going to be right. in tournaments. But I and, think the Mountain West has earned two. I, I totally believe that even though it's supposed to be judged every year on its own merit, I believe in deep somewhere in the minds of these committee members, they have assigned, a general, but they have assigned conferences bids. And the Mountain West has earned a two-bid league. Not two-bit, two-bid. And so if San Jose State wins it all at 87-0... and zero, <laughs> Uh, they'll obviously get a number one seed, and then they will award the particularly the second place finner, finisher, who's also the conference tournament runner up. If it's the same team, that team goes. That would set the Aggies up, and right now they are tied for second place. Nevada, they're sitting at ten and five with Nevada, who you watched win last night down in the pit. Yes. Anytime any team's and that's going the to only pit, road game for the visiting team. Yeah, that's the only road game the Aggies have left. They get Wyoming at home and San Jose at home. Wyoming's dead last. San Jose's next to last. And then they do have to go to the, to the pit. And Mexico is now 14-3 and three at home with that loss. Now, they pad that. They usually have a bunch of non-conference oh, games. Oh, Eastern they, New Mexico. They, 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 they right were through. notorious. In fact, they had, back when I was covering them for the Watchdog. They opened with Eastern New they, Mexico this year. Did they? Yeah, nothing yeah. changes. <laughs> they had a legislator who is proposing a bill to demand that they play a tougher non-conference schedule. Oh, really? Yeah, I, re- I remember it specifically. So their, uh, their November road games were at UTEP and New Mexico State, because those three yeah, yeah, schools yeah. are pretty close together, and they right. always play each other and right. draw well and good games. Then because the conference moved games up this year, they had to go to Wyoming in December. And then their next road game was at San Jose State in January, <laughs> in a way, into the conference they go. So they, they loaded yeah. up. It's what they do. They did go play Auburn and Wisconsin, but those were neutral floor games. So, yeah. Montana, come on down. We'll beat you. Cal State Northridge, love to see you. <laughs> you know who's an assistant coach at Cal State Northridge? Who? Jim Herrick. Really? 81 years old. I did not know that. Former Utah State assistant. Good stay around basketball. Uh-huh. Good to yeah. have a gig. Yeah. He's got to recruit, though. Not necessarily. Or is he basketball operations guy? No, I think Because they have jobs on the staff correct. where you don't go off campus. I think he's an assistant. I'd have to double-check that. Yeah. But Although they're probably recruiting mostly say, Southern California anyway, so it's mostly... Getting it's, on a plane and going to Glen Falls, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you pick Glen Falls? <laughs> because I have heard assistants 
Tell me one in particular who's no longer there. I lugged my sorry fat bleep to how many times I had to go there to get that kid. Well, it was worth it. Absolutely. That one paid off. But yeah, I assume Northridge is driving around Southern California looking for players. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. That's stuff we have been talking about today, and it is brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. The other thing we've been talking about today, the Pac-12, the money. We had Greg Hansen on. Uh, We got a lot of feedback on Twitter about that, and we will get to that next. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. DJs are rock that keeps us steady straight, but when PK comes on the air, we never know where the show's going to go, and that's what makes it fun. PK, you're freaking awesome. Sending praises your way. Hope to hear a song from you soon, because you're one of the best singers out there. I honestly love you. That's not the song he wants to hear. What songs you want to hear? I don't know, but it's not that one. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably about a million others he'd like to hear, but not that one. Feedback of the day brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. Doug says, DJ, your tweet almost makes it sound like the only thing keeping the Lynx coffers afloat are the Salt Lake market sales of Pac-12 decals and related paraphernalia. That can't possibly be true. Oh, the league is fine from being afloat. We're not talking about that. This is not doomsday. This is trying to make it better. Believe me, I have way more invested in this conference than any Ute fan does, you Johnny-come-latelys. So is this would be the home run. So the way Larry Scott, because it's not all on Larry Scott. It's not like the guy hasn't made mistakes. But there's fewer people in this part of the country, and there's less passion for college sports in this part of the country. And that's not his fault or anybody's fault. That's just the way it is. And the time zone, yeah. I'm with you. But can that be offset because owning all of the league's media rights instead of 50%? Because that's basically the SEC and the ACC have a partnership with ESPN, and the Big Ten has one with Fox. Mm-hmm. And so if you start, you know, Facebook or Amazon or Netflix or Twitter or Google or whoever pays a gazillion dollars to get all this live programming, great. The Pac 12 would get all gazillion. Everybody else would get half a gazillion because they'd have to share it with ESPN and Fox. I understand. Yeah. So is that going to come to pass? I hope so. And they catch up. This is how they catch up and offset the the time zones, the fewer people who live in this part of the country, and less passion. I mean, you just can't go to Stanford, a small private school. People come from all over the country and then return to all over the country or the world. And so it's not the same as enormous state university in the SEC, LSU, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, where you can draw a two-hour circle around the campus and hit a gazillion alums or lifetime fans. And they're all right next to vote for Trump. What's that got to do with that? <laughs> you keep you stereotyping. Wanna go, you want to go Aubrey <laughs> You keep stereotyping. I do think they have a lot of alums who live within two or three hours of the campus. Oh, no, no, they're not alums. Or, that's what I said, they're or lifetime dropouts. fans. <laughs> lifetime fans. <laughs> high school dropouts. It's all good. Some of them have the GED. Stop judging, PK. <laughs> well, that's where you're going with this. You know people no. are thinking it. So is the Pac-12 going to do that to offset all that cash they don't have? I hope so. I can't say yes. I hope so. I think that's their plan. And if they don't have all that cash. That's what Dr. Crow of ASU is trying to sell. And if they don't have all that cash, rich USC alums 
right checks. They hired the right coach. They stop with all the on-campus drama they've had. They reel off a couple undefeated seasons, and no one's talking about the Pac-12 struggling anymore. So what are they going to do in 2024? And so they'll have it set up before then. So the question is, do they either get the money, or does Urban want to coach then? See? There it is. (laughs) They get that TV money and all the stuff they've been talking about, and they derive 100% of the revenue. But now we're hearing that what they're doing now is they're not going to have people broadcasting. they got all these uh, Olympic sports that they broadcast in the spring, you know, and all Mm -hmm. this stuff. Well, they're not even going to the sites. Right. Save money. Yeah. That's not a good sign. You know if you broadcast from a studio on an away game, you know you're cheap. You ought to... I see what you did there. <laughs> I don't understand why the Pac-12 hasn't just hired local people. So they have people there, but they don't have to fly you in. You want to be a star some more? Don't you have enough glory? Jeez. You, you. This is why guys stop me on the golf course and <laughs> you ask, are amazing. what is the deal with PK? I see what, you're, I see what you did. See, holy freak. A way to increase your stardom. Unbelievable. You're a genius. DJ and PK, we're out of here. Tony and Austin are up next. We'll see you.